What's good? What's good? I'm Darius Savage, a.k.a. Darius the Trainer from FYDTheTrainer.com, and this is Inertia Over Inspiration. Today's topic of conversation is going to be why losing weight is so hard and what we can do to optimize your journey. Now, this episode is going to fall into the segments of diet over destiny and exercise over excuses. Also, in today's episode, we're going to cover and talk about what you need to do in order to develop better self-control and different techniques you can use on yourself and on others to help them if they're also on a weight loss journey. Now, as we begin, I want to kind of address some fads and some common well-meaning information that becomes misinformation because it's oversimplified. So commonly oversimplified weight loss methods. Um, the advice is so watered down and often so oversimplified that it's not to say these things don't work. But people make them seem easy and foolproof, and it leaves plenty of room for human error. And what I mean by that is it makes it seem like that these methods for losing weight are super easy. The only thing you need to do is focus for two weeks, and you could lose 50 pounds, and that's not the case. Um, but in general, one thing I always want to point out and say at the top of my podcast is that if you are in the south suburbs of Chicago and you're looking for a personal trainer, I always may recommend working with me. Um, in general, any good quality training dietitian will do wonders in terms of saving you the headache and frustration of trying to achieve your fitness goals if you're just kind of guessing through uh, your journey and just making up things as you go. And a lot of times people jump around and get misinformation from a ton of different places and it makes it frustrating. So if you are in the south suburbs of Chicago, I definitely recommend coming to check me out. Now, what are the common tips you hear for losing weight? Common tips are usually... One, consume less calories. Two, drink more water. Three, engage in more exercise. These are common sense things. You hear them all the time. Now, the question you may ask yourself is, um, how are these bad things if they're the staples for weight loss? Uh, a lot of times when I explain this to people, they always get frustrated because they think I'm giving them misinformation, but the issue becomes like how much more water is considered more water. And a lot of times people oversimplify information, so they think if they go from drinking no water in a day to a bottle of water, then that's going to be a quantifiable um, objective number, which should mean something in terms of seeing rapid weight loss. A lot of times on the other side of the scale, people cut calories too low. Um, now, exercise, I'm going to say for a different type of podcast, but the number one thing people do with exercise is they don't understand progression. Their form is terrible. Um, they follow around somebody else in the gym who don't necessarily know what they're doing and expect to get results. And also many times, especially if you're following somebody with a different body type than yours and a different metabolism than yours, they're going to yield and get different results than what you get. So with that being said, I just want to pretty much, I guess the best way to simplify it is to say that if you're not doing things in a logical, thoughtful, and methodical manner, then you're just going to only run into issues. You have to be methodical in your approach to weight loss. This is where inertia comes into play. An object in motion will continue to stay in motion. An object in rest will continue to stay at rest unless a opposite force or a more powerful force comes and knocks it off balance. Now, what we want to do is tip the scale in our favor. You can't just do things no matter how well-meaning you may be. If your attentions are good, but the methods you're applying are ineffective, then guess what? You're not going to get the results you are wishing to see. You can't do things off a whim and expect to win. Now, how can you optimize these factors of fitness? First and foremost, you want to make sure you're not eating too little. This is an issue that I run into, cutting too many calories. Uh, it's the obvious starting point for most people in terms of what they need to do to lose weight. However, if you cut calories too fast, you only run into problems. The best approach for a beginner to take is the beginner approach. Ideally with my clients, whatever your 
weight is you want to take that number and times it by 10 and that's going to be your starting point so for example let's say you weigh 250 pounds you'll take that number multiply it by 10 you'll get 2500 now with that being said that's ideally the amount of calories you consume in a day not saying that it's true food different aspects come into play in terms of how active you are how much you move how much you eat different things like that again we'll discuss that in a different podcast this is just uh kind of give you guys a number to work with so let's say it's uh 2500 because you weigh 250 pounds i always recommend that you start by cutting your calories 200 by 250 you can go up to 500 i always make people start at 250 just because you'll be surprised by how being methodical and logical in your approach how you can use a little bit and get a lot so by being mindful of what it is that you're doing i always recommend 250 calories then every two weeks cutting in by another 250 calories now like i said for some people you can cut it by 500 i never like to do too much because that can cause some people to run into problems in terms of hormonal imbalances or nutritional uh, deficiencies so 250 is the mark um, with that you can also keep your eye on the scale i'll give you guys different ways of measuring how you lose weight as well outside of the scale but if the number on the scale doesn't change then what you can do is after two weeks of the number not changing drop an additional 250 calories um and i just do things on the whim the best time to weigh yourself is in the morning after you went to the bathroom and on an empty stomach you always want to try to pick the same time every day to get an accurate reading so the best time to do this is first thing when you wake up um now what can you do outside of actively weighing yourself because some people weigh themselves daily some people weigh themselves weekly some people weigh themselves every two weeks but let's say you're in a situation where you don't you aren't really necessary seeing change what could you do so um the scale is one objective way of measuring things but it can also become subjective because the scale isn't everything so in terms of free methods and different things you can do i always tell my clients to try on old clothes because when you try on old clothes a lot of times before you started your weight loss journey you couldn't fit those old clothes with your new and current clothes you can see how they're fitting if your new clothes or the current clothes that you normally wear are fitting loose if you have to tighten your belt if you have to adjust those clothes so that they fit properly because you're losing weight even though the number on the scale is staying the same you are still seeing changes and that's what we refer to as body composition changes so there are a number of different ways you can measure your progress don't just solely rely on the scale now what body composition means is pretty much what your body is composed of so with a basic um, device to measure your fat it usually just goes off your body weight they have different ones that will also tell you what your water weight is and other information such as bone density but we're just going to keep it simple for today so let's just say for example you weigh 200 pounds and you're 30 percent body fat and you notice you hit a plateau at 185 pounds with 19 percent body fat so these numbers are subjective they really don't mean much um but another way to look at it is to say okay well at 200 pounds 30 percent body fat that means you had 60 pounds of body fat on your body now on the other hand when you got down to 185 and you were 19 percent body fat um that means you have a little bit over 35 pounds of body fat on your body which means why the scale would just say that you lost 15 pounds from that 200 to 185 in terms of the amount of fat that you lost you actually lost 25 pounds because your starting number of body fat was 60 and it ended up becoming 35 so body composition wise you made a huge change if you did see such a significant jump as that then your clothes should definitely fit different you should look different you should pretty much almost look like a different person i'll post links to where you can get cheap uh 
body fat scanner and just uh, even like some more expensive ones. Now, if you have access to a gym and they have them there, nine times out of 10, you can just ask the trainer or somebody to use it and then kind of use it as a way to gauge your changes. Now, with that being said, don't go up and bug them every time you go work out. Try to be methodical in your approach. Do it maybe at the top of the month and then maybe two weeks into the month and kind of repeat that process, take pictures of it, and keep track of what it is that you're doing. Um, now, outside of that, you can also go to my website at fydtraining.com, type in the name of this podcast for more info on how to measure your body fat and more ways of measuring yourself. Now, that's not to say this is the end-all, be-all in terms of methods for determining if you're losing weight, but these are just some of the stepping stones that you can use to further yourself along in your journey. Now, it'll also help make things frustration-free as well. Like, if you can put on old clothes, then, you know, just because the number of the scale isn't changing, you're obviously losing body fat. Uh, if you see yourself becoming more visibly toned, then you know you're losing body fat. You know, something is happening outside of the number on the scale uh, changing. Now, a lot of social media influencers out to make a quick buck sell dangerous low-calorie Programs that usually pair with a lot of cardio to induce weight loss. These fast track pro um, programs can screw up your metabolism and your hormones. The slow and steady route is going to yield the most solid and quality results. Uh, the idea of eating too few calories may work for most, but if you dip under 1200, you should always be under the guidance of a dietitian. You never want to do it at the recommend recommendation of somebody that you met on social media or even with a personal trainer. If that personal trainer is not a certified dietitian, which is different from being a, um, a nutritionist, if they're just a nutritionist, you need the, a dietitian, somebody who went to school to basically be a doctor but ended up um, working with dietary needs instead. Now, the approach I give to my clients and what I prescribe to my clients is pretty much what I do myself is you always want to practice no matter what your goal is, whether you're trying to build muscle or lose weight, you want to be uh, mindful of what you're doing, you want to exercise, you want to have a proper diet and recovery. Now, mindfulness allows you to have gratitude for past successes and current successes. It also allows you to make better decisions and not beat yourself up over small setbacks. Now, the lower we can keep our mental, emotional, physical stress, the better the results we'll see inside the gym and outside the gym. Now, while I won't really discuss exercise in this particular episode for weight loss, it is the most important factor in my book in terms of seeing changes. And trust me, they say abs are made in the kitchen, but if you don't lay the foundation in the gym through exercise, you won't see a toned or firm anything. You will lose weight and you'll be stuck in a cycle of chasing a number of scale, thinking that you have to be a smaller number or way less to see among a more lean and toned body. And it's not that it's at a different weight. The truth is you have to move your body to see that picture that you see in your head. You don't get toned arms or a six-pack or nice legs from just only dieting. Some people can if they have a nice foundation already, but a majority of people don't. If you want your arms to be toned and tight, you have to work them. If you want a flat stomach, you have to do the exercises to yield that result. Now, recovery will also be discussed in a different episode but basically what this means is there's a couple of different things it's eating enough so that you recover from the exercises sleeping enough so that you recover from the exercises and stretching enough so that you recover from the exercises even things like making sure you're properly hydrated which i didn't discuss earlier but ideally you want to be at eight to twelve cups a day in the amount of water that you want to drink um, in addition to that every 25 additional pounds that you wish to lose you should drink an additional eight ounces of water just to cover that the more hydrated you are the more healthy you be the easier it'll be for you to lose weight. Now, uh, just not to go too far off topic, the other factors I want to cover is how do you know if you're eating too much? What do you do if you're eating too little? 
Um, how can you keep yourself motivated and how do you get others to support you on your journey? Now, a question you may have for me is, Darius, what should I do if I feel I'm eating too much? Now, this is where water comes into play. You can drink a, a glass of water and by a glass of water, I always mean 16 ounces. So you drink in 16 ounces of water before a meal and after a meal. This will stop you from overindulging. Another thing you can do is take breaks as you eat and determine how hungry are you really. Now, with this being said, you can look at it like this. If you're in the middle of the meal, you feel full. You can look at the food like, okay, based off what I ate, can I go another four or five hours without eating? And you want to look at it like pretty much, can you make it to your next meal time? Now, if it's the evening time, you can look at it like, okay, well, is this enough food that I can eat and not wake up in the middle of the night and go in the fridge and binge? Now, if you can make it to the morning time without feeling hungry and waking up with hunger pains, then you can save it. You can give it away to somebody else or you can throw it away. That way you eliminate the need to overindulge another thing what you guys do is to try not to mindlessly snack so activities that allow you to mindlessly snack such as playing on your phone whether you're playing video games or talking on the phone or watching movies different things where you're not going to be mindful of what you're doing so a lot of times people watch a movie and for example you go to the movies you eat popcorn a lot of places for an extra dollar you can get that unlimited popcorn so you end up eating two or three buckets of popcorn but if you were at home watching netflix you wouldn't do that so places where you're not mindful of the amount of calories you're eating i want you guys to stop and be more mindful of what you're doing so if you can try to eat at times where you're not occupied with other things uh, another thing i want you guys to do is to avoid drinking your calories pop soda and juice can easily be 400 calories the label on the front of the drink may say it's like 60 calories but if you turn over the uh, can and look at the nutritional label it will be 60 calories for a certain amount and you might see that it's like a serving size of six and logically you might look at the can like it's a small can there's no way this is a serving size of six but that's how they get away with labor in the front 60 calories when it's really more calories than that um in the beginning if you're uncertain of what serving sizes are you should use my fitness pal my fitness pal you can scan the barcode on the back of everything that you consume or you can type it in and have everything in there under the sun that you'll possibly eat and you can track your food read the labels as well until you're 100 percent disciplined to eat the way you should eat then my fitness pal will serve you well people often complain and say Darius, do i have to track everything yes you have to track everything most humans only consume in between 60 to 180 different types of food throughout the year with the bulk of the variety that they experience coming in the form of holidays like Christmas, the 4th of July, uh, Thanksgiving, and any other holiday where specialty dishes are served. Outside of that, they consume and eat pretty much the same thing week in and week out with little to no variation. So if you track your foods, all that stuff will be stored in there. And once it's stored in there, all you have to do is click and add it to that current day that you're on in order to track your calories. So it's a super simple process. Most people just choose not to do it. Now, next up, I want to discuss what if you feel like you're eating too little. Outside of the obvious symptom of starving, you experience some of the following. The first thing you may notice is that the number on the scale does not change. In other instances, you may notice that even though you're cutting calories, the number on the scale actually inflates. It goes up. And this is confusing and alarming to a lot of people because... They think if they keep cutting calories, they should see the number get smaller. But what happens is our body has this thing called homeostasis where it tries to keep itself as normal as possible. It's a mechanism pretty much to keep you alive and healthy. So how that works is it doesn't understand what's going on. It doesn't know that you're trying to lose weight. It doesn't care that you're trying to lose weight. It's trying to get back to what it considers normal. So if you're 250 pounds and you've been 250 pounds, 
that's the only thing your body knows to try to keep you at that number. So that's why I say you have to be methodical and take a slower approach to cutting calories so that you can yield better results. If we try to rush it, your body's going to do what it's designed to do, which is try to keep you alive. Now, this is beyond the scope of this episode, but this is just one of the ways the body will try to stave off change. It's not trying to undermine you. It's just trying to do what's best for itself. Now, in a future episode, I kind of break this down a little bit more. But the next thing I wanted to discuss is that if you find yourself angry, cranky, bitchy, um, there's a number of different words you can use. Nine times out of ten, it comes from being hungry. So what you can do is try adding back in 250 calories and keeping your sanity. Trust me, uh, nobody wants to see an angry, skinny you, and they prefer the unhappy fat you. So what you want to do in this situation is to keep your sanity and uh, save your relationships Just add a couple of calories back in. Again, assess yourself in two weeks or four weeks and then start cutting them again. Now, in the future, I will discuss how to add proper supplementation into your diet. This way you uh, mitigate any potential issues such as nutritional deficiencies or hormone imbalances. Now, next, I want to discuss what you can do to keep yourself inspired and motivated. Now, once again, this is where inertia comes into play. If you follow these tips, you'll be successful whether you feel motivated or not. Um, avoid any negative and flawed thoughts. Stop comparing yourself to what you look like in high school. Your metabolism was different, so it's only natural that in your youth, you were able to get away with a lot of stuff. Um, that's the benefit of being young. You can get away with a lot of stuff because you don't have to be responsible. As you age, guess what responsibility comes with it? And that includes what you decide to eat. Now, the other side of the coin is I want you guys to feed your mind positive thoughts and images. You become what you think about. If you only see yourself as a failure and fat, then that's all you ever will be. Emotion is not profitable or beneficial if it's not positive. The more you care the more you prepare. So if you're not doing the things that's going to set you up for success and you're you're pretty much showing to yourself in the universe that you don't care about your goals. So you have to put the effort in, you know, and another thing I want to point out to you guys too is that you have you shouldn't wish for less challenges or that things were easier. You should work towards the things that you want and wish that you had a better skill set and more wisdom in order to accomplish that goal. Because not only will you run into these problems, but if you run into these problems and conquer them, you can help others around you that are struggling with the same issues overcome them. Now, the next thing I want you guys to do is visualize success and longevity. Now, what does a healthier and fitter version of you look like? What does a healthier and fitter version of you like to do? What is the daily habits of a person, of yourself in the future when you're healthy and you're at the weight you want to be at? And how do you eat in the future when you're healthy? and you're at the weight you want to be at, what kind of clothes do you wear? Now, step into that image and become that. Don't do anything less than that person would do. Now, what about getting support from others? This is a question I hear often, and I want to kind of address that as well. How do I garner support from others? The first thing you must do is realize nobody cares about your goals as much as you do. So to that may sound harsh to some, but people have their own lives. They have their own goals, their own pursuits, and their their own uh, lifestyle. They have the different things they think they need to do in order for themselves to feel successful and succeed. Um, and a lot of times, sometimes they don't even have that. Some people live unfulfilled lives. They just kind of go through the motions. They don't see certain things possible or being possible for them. And nine times out of 10, it's not just the wealth aspect of things, it's the health aspect of things as well. So in terms of weight loss, they don't see it possible for themselves. So they don't concern themselves with that. I find that with my clients circle of friends and family they may say things like you'll never succeed or it's your genetics or that's how you're meant to be anything they can do to impede your journey they're not trying to be mean it's just how they are now once you start losing weight 
it changes and you'll be surprised how much it changes now it becomes oh if i had that kind of training you had i could lose the weight or you don't look half uh healthy you're lifting too much you're working out too much or you need to slow down or now whereas before you didn't have uh good genetics now you have the best genetics in the world and last but not least the most hated and passive aggressive comment of them all is everything is easy for you if my life was as easy as yours i'd be that size as well but one thing i want to point out is that your friends and families don't change so you pretty much know what they're going to say up front so therefore you should just ignore them trust me people say mean things even when you're in shape i hear it all the time trainers really say nice things to other trainers i've literally helped people become personal trainers and i coach other trainers to be more successful trainers and they turn around and do some of the most vicious and meanest things under the sun. Now, with that being said, as long as humans live on that planet or on this planet, that's how things will go. Now, on the flip side, I've met people who are so nice and respectful of my craft that I will go out my way to help them. So the same should apply to your life as well. Find those people who only flood you with positive comments and love. Invest energy and seek support from those kind of people. Ignore everyone else. If your mom, sister, or cousins aren't supportive, stop looking for them to be supportive. Trust me, unsupportive people have a million questions once you achieve your results. Unfortunately, the same unsupportive people have a million insults and excuses for why they can never do the same thing that you're doing. Now, outside of your local tribe and circle of friends, family, and associates, you can also find online communities and forums for support. I'm always open to answering questions. Um, it even gives me ideas for podcasts that will help others who also have the same questions and help them receive and achieve uh, good results as well. Next, I want to discuss is um, what else you can do to further your journey and different things you can take to kind of organize your lifestyle so that it becomes easier for the people in your life to understand what you're trying to do. So what you can do is, one, be upfront with them. Let them know what you can't eat or drink. Uh, another thing you can do is encourage them to go to healthier restaurants with you and to try new things. Uh, the third thing you can do is to share resources like this podcast, for example, and other information that you learn so that they get a better idea of what it is that you're trying to do. A lot of times it's not that they don't want to help, it's that they don't know how to help. Now, another thing you can do as well is make sure that your goals are clear and concise, discuss them frequently so that people understand how important they are to you. Stand your ground and if you're... If they're interested or trying to do the same thing you're trying to do in terms of losing weight, don't be afraid to guide and help them. Uh, if people are negative influences, explain that you, for the time being, will be stepping away from them so that you can get yourself together. All of the above will allow you to have a better chance at reaching your goals. Remember, this is a measure over inspiration. The faster you accomplish your goals, the happier you'll be. Aligning yourself and organizing everything in your current environment will always help you succeed. Even if you don't feel inspired by aligning everything that you uh, do, it makes it a lot easier to achieve your goals and to move forward. That way, when inspiration does strike, you'll be far more creative and far more uh, motivated. Just because everything will have been going so well with you not being inspired, then when you do become inspired, it's easier for you to enjoy the process. Now, before I close out this podcast, I want to give you guys a few more things you can do to set yourself up for success. Number one, keep a gym bag of clothes in your car. Keep a gym bag of clothes at your friends or family house. Um, if you have space to at work anywhere that you can keep clothes, it will serve as a reminder to you. And it will also be a social cue because that way if people ask you if you're going to the gym. If you say, yeah, you don't want to look like a liar. So it kind of forces you to have to go to the gym. Number two, you can apply the same process to healthy foods. Any place uh, you spend a majority of your time, make sure that you have healthy foods there. And that too, outside of 
keeping clothes and keeping food places, it'll inspire others because when they see that you're doing it, then they'll see there's no reason for them not to do it. Now, number three is you have to understand setbacks ha will happen. Don't dwell on mistakes. Come up with positive solutions for overcoming any obstacles that you may face. For example, drink your protein shake right before a party or any gathering where you will go out and possibly eat foods you shouldn't eat. If you know that'll be a weakness for you, you can even put protein bars in your car in your purse or just keep them on you at the party that way you can eat those if you're hungry and even by doing so let's say you do deviate and eat something you're not supposed to eat you won't be able to eat that much because you made yourself full prior so there's no need to beat yourself up about that number four you can use instacart or your local grocery store delivery app to get food this way you'll save money and i know what you're thinking there is how i save money those apps are expensive but bear with me for one you won't be able to buy the junk food and the crap you normally buy Two, if you're like me, you go to Walmart, you end up in the electronics department and you end up spending that extra $150 that you didn't need to spend. Or you end up buying clothes or other random items that you didn't need. Or if you take your kids to the store, they're going to want toys and games, etc. So those are the small things that add up that you don't pay attention to that can easily add a couple hundred dollars onto your grocery bill. Now, with the food being delivered to you instead, you'll have more willpower and discipline instantly without even trying. Willpower is like a muscle. I will discuss willpower in a separate episode, but it tires out and it fatigues over time. You have to save yourself the hassle of trying to exercise it in these moments uh, when you don't have to. So anything you can do that will set yourself up for success is what you want to try to do. That way in the future, if you do find yourself in the grocery store, you'll instantly have willpower. You'll laugh at the silly things that you used to buy and waste your money on, or at the very least, if you end up still kind of buying some of the things you shouldn't buy. You can at least recognize that that experience is becoming less frequent because now you spend more time ordering stuff online and having it sent to you. It's way more convenient. Number five, walk progressively in the future. I'll discuss the benefits of a good heart rate monitor. I don't count uh, Fitbits in that group and I don't count Apple Watches in that group either. Um on my website, there'll be a list of heart rate monitors that you can buy. So you can go to the search bar on FYGTheTrainer.com and type in heart rate monitors and it'll pop right up. Now, I consider walking neat activity, which means non-exercise activity thermogenesis. So basically, some of the ways that your body burns calories just because the uh, task is challenging enough so that your body can burn some calories. It's not true exercise. It's just a little bit of exercise. Now, with a heart rate monitor, what that's going to allow you to do is to see how many calories you're burning, the distance that you're walking, the intensity that you're walking at as well. That way, you're not guessing and saying, oh, I went up a flight of stairs today. You can see what you're doing and progressively add to that. Um, what gets measured gets results. And that's how I want you guys to kind of look at things. You want to make sure that things are Getting progressively challenging so we can continue to see results. Uh, number six, hide all the junk food in your house and make it hard to get to. I'm not stupid. You probably have it sitting right there in front of you right now while you're listening to this podcast. Right in front of my face. But we'll discuss your dishonesty at a later time. Just moving forward, make it a little harder to get to that junk food. The same with juice, pop, and soda. Water it down so that you consume less calories. And that way you end up also drinking more water because you added it to the drink as well. Now, this pretty much sums up this episode of Inertia Over Inspiration. This is not the end all be all in terms of weight loss. I just want to kind of gloss over the basics so that you guys have a better understanding of the things we we'll discuss in the future. There will be more weight loss episodes, of course, exercise videos and different things that you can do to streamline your life and your weight loss journey and fitness journey as well. And there are also a ton of fitness articles on my website as well. I am Darius the Trainer. Make sure you like, follow, and subscribe. And also check out my website at fydthetrainer.com for more health, wealth, and mindfulness tips. And I'm out.